Good morning for the Met Radio Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan LaCroxy and debuting on the show, and some of them are the first time in person. I've got executive director, actor, and the director of Nilo. Can you guys introduce yourselves? Hi, my name is Richard Shevelo. I'm the writer-creator of Nilo, feature film about a drug addict and uh, going to recovery. Hi, my name is Angie Reed. I'm the executive producer. I also play Chase, who is one of the leads in the film. Hi, I I'm, my name is Daniel Govaya. I'm the director on uh, the feature film Nilo. Okay. It's great to be here. All right, well, Daniel, you've been here before, right? Yeah. <laughs> We've been interviewed before, I remember, during TIFF. So you're a friend of the show, but Richard and Angie. Angie are new. Why don't I hear a little bit about Angie's, what he called, story into the arts? Oh, wow. Well, long story. Uh, grew up in the projects in Toronto. Started uh, doing theater at a very young age in public school. Uh, became a national gymnast, competed for Canada. Transitioned into dancing. Um, I danced for, I toured with Nelly Furtado, Juno Awards, videos, Toronto Raptor, Cheerleaders, Argos. And then uh, my passion for acting came back and I started doing background work for a few years and then got myself a principal agent and uh, the rest is history. Now I'm doing what I love. Mm. You can see me in a couple uh, episodes of a few series and guest starring on Coroner and uh, stuff like that. All right. Okay, Richard, let's hear about your journey into the entertainment industry. You were talking to me off interview. You're like the Denzel Washington of this bad boy in Canada, right? Yeah, I'll, t I'll take that. <laughs> um, I'm, I am I also, like Angie, grew up in um, in housing. In fact, Angie and I grew up in the same in the same area, uh, Parma Court. It's um, in the east end of the city, uh, Victoria Park, St. Clair area. Um, I, um, I've uh, As a kid, I was just a natural joker, and I had... Um, I had a, a couple of drama teachers who took to me and said, hey, come take the class. And once I started taking drama, my marks improved. So I think I just found my passion really early. I got into it about uh, when I was about 19 years old and started doing exceptionally well. I worked all the time. Um, and I've got, uh, I won a, de uh, a Gemini and an Actor Award for Best Actor. Um, so I've done fairly well for myself. Um, recently, um, I, I decided to tell a story about a particularly tough time in my life when um, addiction took hold of me and um and, and I, I lost everything my kids my money everything and so I understand that life really really well and it's a, it's a tough life and I wanted to write to convey that to mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and how do you feel that message is going about now the thing is having been on the street and, and you and I spoke about this earlier is um lack of support right right so I wanted to tell a story about a family that that because family is really important that's family that uh decides to go out and uh, give that support to their lost brother Brother, right, 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 and I wanted to portray them as people because uh, you know when you're standing on the outside and you look at these people, I used to think to myself, well, that guy, you know, has a mother somewhere and a family somewhere. And what happens? How do you go from that little beautiful bouncing baby to this homeless, addicted person? And I experienced that. You know, firsthand. It's it's a it's a it's insidious. It just slowly. It's it's like one step at a time. And before long, you're on the street. And uh, and and I got to that place where I thought I understand now. I don't pay any taxes. I don't. You know, I, all I have to do is find something to eat and get drugs. That's all I need to do. And you just sort of accept that. You know what I mean? Like there was a point in my life when I just went, okay, I'm okay with this. It was weird. 
you know, from a guy that was like motivated to this person that's like, no, nah, this is my life now. So I wanted to convey that to people so they have a better understanding of how that happens to people. And perhaps my hope is that they can look at these people as people, mm -hmm. as human beings. Yes. Now it is based on a true story. Yes. Did you want to tell the listeners how deep this character went into drugs? And I, there was other things too with drugs and mm -hmm. also taking care of his mother who had dementia. Yeah. My mother currently suffering dementia and it's a horrible disease to watch a person basically uh, disappear in front of you. You know, everything about them is, is, is not, it's not even them anymore. It, it's, it, it's, it's really sad. Uh, for me, if I were to try to explain it to people, I'd, I'd put it this way. It's something that nobody sets out to become an addict. You're just a person. Let me try a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And I think Pandora's box is a great analogy because you, one day you're going to open a box and you're going to realize, oh, my God, I can't close this, you know? And that's kind of how it happens. You just you just find yourself going, ah, oh, uh, okay, yeah, I'm just having fun. I'm just having fun. I'm just having fun. I'm not having fun anymore. I can't stop, I know? And my fun, it's a, it's a two-headed snake. It gives you fun, but you the price is very, very high. Gosh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. so that's that's essentially what it is, and 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 when you've when you've gone through something like that, you have more empathy for people, for others, when you know because you realize really and truly, drugs like especially the top tier drugs like cocaine and fentanyl and heroin, they've got such a huge grip on you that um, you it, it it becomes your entire life. Everything you it, it is your love. It becomes everything to you. It's more important than your own life. But it ruins it, you. It ruins mm -hmm. you. That's how it works. It gives you everything you want, but at a cost, right? You want you want to feel happy, but it's like short-lived, mm -hmm. you know? It's short-lived. So it does give you that, and it becomes your your best friend, your lover, your family, your food. But at the price, at the price again, of your life. you lose your friends, yes. you lose your family, Correct. you lose yourself. You lose yourself. You sometimes, like we were talking about, if you don't have that support system, so in the movie... Is there a happy ending in case listeners want to know? Or do it's, we just uh, go straight to the ground? Okay, uh, here's the thing. Um, I, when, you, when, you, when you've lost everything, you have a new perspective in life, you realize life's tough. And sometimes things happen. Um, sometimes you, bad things happen sometimes for good things to happen. You know what I mean? It's just the way life is. You know, you have to struggle. And sometimes you may not make it through that struggle, right? And it's not just about you. It's about no spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. Yeah, yeah. No spoilers. Right. Right. It's not just, yeah. So I won't. I won't. I won't. I won't tell you what it is. Let, let's say that. Let's say that overall. Okay. It's a good ending. Okay. It it's a good be. ending. But there are some costs. Okay. Right. It's like you're. You know what I mean. You learn things in life, but at a cost. Right. Yeah, I I get it. But for listeners that can't handle this type of stuff, yeah. what do you want to tell them? Where there'll be tears or it triggers something in them. Angie, maybe you yeah. can answer. Well, um, you're going to have both emotions because there's a bit of everything. Of course, everyone wants to see recovery and everyone does end up losing someone to addiction. So you just have to wait and see. And if you can't, if it's too triggering for you, uh, like I said, again, there's always with this uh, this specific story, there's always a good ending. Okay. Right. Okay. May I say something really, really quickly? Angie and I, when we when we posted our little teaser, we had such mm. an amazing response from addicts. Yeah. There, I remember one girl, and I remember her from the street. Very tough, very hard. She wrote about three paragraphs. She's, and her first, I think, her first sentence was like, 
bro, I'm going to tell you something right now. I don't cry ever, right? This made me cry. Because the character has a daughter, Angie's character has a daughter in it, and the relationship between the daughter and the mother made her cry. And she goes, finally somebody who's telling it like it really is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because when, uh, even when we were on set, I remember I did a scene, uh, you know, under Daniel's direction where the character, you know, he, he does a hit and he's sitting there and then and, and he goes through the, the euphoria, then the paranoia, and then the tears. Because that's kind of what the ride is. It's euphoria, paranoia, and deep depression. Oh, and I remember man. somebody on set coming up, uh, and this person also has an addiction problem, or, or had, and said, dude, dude, because what it is is when you're by yourself, man, the amount of times that I've been by myself, and, uh, and I'm by myself, the drugs are all done, and I'm walking home, or walking to wherever I'm going, and it's just this, you just wanna jump off of a bridge, you know? It's just this cycle. And then, then you get some sleep, and you're back up again, and then it's, you know, it's just, just all it is, it's just this, snake chasing its tail you know and um i think that's the part of um addiction that a lot of people don't see that when these people are, are by themselves they feel all of that pain everything that they've done all the hurt all the pain you know like i i i, I lost a relationship with uh, both my daughters and that to this day i struggle with that you wow. know it took a long time for us to to get for them to gain that trust for me to gain that trust from, from them so but Go you made it out yeah did you want to encourage let's say family members who do have maybe a drug addict son or a drug addict daughter what do you call it, that they're trying to be supportive because there is hope as angie said there is a little bit of hope did you want to maybe stress a message to the listeners that have anyone struggling in addictions you know in in truth, I can't tell. Uh, it's tough to deal with an addict. It really is. Even my own family had to, um, and I only understand this now, they had to wash their hands because you can't help somebody who doesn't want to help themselves. True. Right? Mm -hmm. So I can't, I don't have any advice for people other than try to be there for them when they're ready. That's all. Don't abandon them fully, but when they're ready, you know, try to be there for them and try to forgive them. Angie, did you have any more to say on that or no? Yeah, I mean, I think he's right. I think you have to be ready to stop. No one can force you. Most people that are forced, they're not successful at, at quitting. And also, we have a lot of resources in, in Ontario. Um, I know sometimes the rate, the weight can be battling. Like, you know, I suffer mental health. I have panic disorder. And, you know, so I know I understand the weight process. But if you really want to change, honestly, like, you just put in the work. Not everyone has the support, and that's the problem. So, um, yeah, just, you know, love yourself, man. Love yourself and, uh, you know, always hope for the best. Uh, Daniel, did you have anything you wanted the director to add to, what do you call it, this conversation? Yeah, Nilo is definitely an emotional roller coaster. Um, the performances of both Richard and Angie are just very empowering, um, very emotional. And I think that's what the story itself and Richard's life story really 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 inspired me and wanted me to get involved definitely in in this type of project i mean it was real it was gritty and um it tells you exactly what it's like to be on the streets right now and visually you know we try to capture that visually what it what richard's character and angie's and you know people in this situation what they're going through and what it looks like now did it take a toll on any of your mental health richard or angie portraying the characters did it did you guys struggle with depression um it's a good question did you guys uh you know what i i struggle with depression in general <laughs> but um you know of course uh you know because i play a character that that 
kind of has schizophrenia and I've seen so much of it that um, I didn't have to really go out and study them because I've been around them for very many years. But um, uh, yeah, a little bit, not for long because it was a very quick shoot, but I'm sure when now that we're heading in pre-production, I think, of course, it's going to take a toll. You know what I mean? Um, you have to put yourself in that place. I mean, I struggled with alcohol, so I'm going to have to go back there. Bit of method acting, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, it, it puts a little bit of, of pressure on you. Yeah, for sure. All right, Richard. The struggle for me was rehashing the pain, mm. but it was very cathartic. I um I was able to um when I went back there um I, I I was I was able to look at it objectively um you know and 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 it was it was crazy because one of the most difficult things for me to deal with was what I did to my family um fortunately for me and you know thank God for this um I've always been the type of person where I always told myself the truth right I always I'm very good at saying this is stupid. That was wrong instead of like, it's your fault. Now, I went through a little bit of that, but unfortunately, I have a a tough love family. Um, And I got to thank my brother for that. My brother also struggled with addiction early on in his life and changed, turned his life around. So when I came to him with my fast talk and my nonsense, he wasn't having it, right? And um, and I think my family had equal portions of love and of, 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 of strength, the ability to say no. Like, like it was tough to look at my, my, like my sister when I was looking for a place to stay in there, like, you know, um, Richard, we, we, we just can't right now. Those things killed me, you know? I'm like, you know, and and and, 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 and I sorry, and I, and I forgive them for that because because they have every right to protect their families from me, you know? And they never, they always let me know how it really was, you know? And if I didn't have the ability to say, you know what, they're right, I'd probably still be on the street right now, mm. you know? it's the, If I have any advice for addicts out there, um, never lie to yourself because the moment you start lying to yourself, that you, 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 you're at the bottom, you start to go lower than the the bottom mm-hmm. that's my advice so the denial denial mm-hmm. is will keep you there forever mm-hmm. until the day when you say my god i have a problem and uh these people around me love me i'm the problem right if you can't say that then it's it's you won't there's no chance there's no chance unless you can admit that you have a problem okay okay and now okay so for tv shows like euphoria right what's your guys take to that did you guys <laughs> figure you guys topped into it even further and pushed the envelope even further than such a TV show like Euphoria that talks a lot about the drug culture. You're right. Euphoria was dark. It was yeah. dark. I just, I feel, you know, my personal input on that is, um, you know, Nilo comes off a lot grittier and a lot more real. Yeah. Um, but it does take some elements of, of what Drew was going in, going through in Euphoria, but, you know, from a male perspective on what Richard was going through, uh, his character at the time. Um, and, you know, I always wanted to know, too, Richard, I mean, was there any time on set where you were you felt like you were sort of looking in the mirror at any point? Oh, yeah, absolutely, 100%. Um, the character is, is, is both difficult and easy for me to play. Easy because I have all the life experience, but difficult because rehashing those emotions is, deep it's deep man like you know when you have to look in the mirror and you realize that you have beep up right you know <laughs> then um then then it's really you like i i was always able to say dude it's your fault it's you and um and that's tough because a lot of people take drugs to not have to deal with that fact but um i was always able i always tried to make sure that i i kept that human side of me you know what i mean and be like dude it's you and um and if it wasn't for that again and again reiterating my family i probably wouldn't have made it angie uh, yes, Nilo's definitely grittier because we're dealing with uh, encampments, lots of street stuff, 
uh, these people don't have homes. Mm-hmm. Everything's been stripped away from them. So you're getting the realest of the realest of what happens in the streets of Toronto or, you know, San Francisco, wherever it's going on. As you can see, it's so, it's it's a normal thing now. Uh, homelessness and homelessness and stuff like that, it's very normal now. I mean, people that aren't even drug addicts are sleeping in tents mm-hmm. just because they can't even afford rent. So imagine being an addict. So yeah, it's it's a very gritty, gritty uh but but well written story and it touches a lot of things and that's what's great about the story because it shows us the human side of someone you know right right you right. know um, I think it's gonna go well and again it brings awareness you know to what's really going on and, and how people look upon addicts instead of you know being more uh, empathetic with them instead of judging them right, right. we're humans so right. well not we but you know generalizing I also think um, you know. Not only locals here in Toronto will be able to resonate it with it, but I mean the world, the world internationally. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People in LA, New yeah. York, you know, anywhere where there's you know mental health and poverty and struggle. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, those individuals will be able to resonate with uh, with this movie Nilo and uh, and what the characters you know are going through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I found a lot of drug movies. Um, they're highly stylized. They're you know they, they 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 everybody's take on it is their own personal experience. My personal experience was the bottom, the yeah. dirt. You know, the guy when you're walking down the street and you see that guy walking around and you know he's talking to himself or or you know he's smoking. I wanted to. I'm 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 representing those people. Right. You know, mm-hmm. they're not. It's not pretty. There's no We're, glorifying. There's no glorifying yeah. it at all. You know, right. it's just the dirt. If you want to put it in a word, the dirt. That's what I wanted to talk about. Wow. Wow. So to teenagers. Let's say they see this movie. What do you want to tell teenagers or parents that open themselves up to see this movie? Oh, man, there's definitely a message, Mm -hmm. a huge message. Yeah, I mean, we can all say stay away from drugs, but it's deeper than that. I don't think that's going to be enough. Yeah, um, that's a very good question, you know. I mean, my daughter's seen the the teaser, and uh, she said she cried, you know. Mm. It's it's sad, not just because I play Chase. But um, just the, you know, the the connection between me and my daughter in the film, and I don't get to see her for years, and you know, so it it's just it's it's yeah, I don't know. There's a really big message. I can't even put it into words. It's, it's definitely a tearjerker. Yeah. yeah, we we spoke about this earlier when I said that it, it, it's um I wanted to show the cost. There you mm-hmm. go. Cost. The cost. The cost. Yeah, that's I like good. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The cost. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. But if they don't understand. Just I like you guys would say again, it's easier said than done to just to stay away from drugs right, because right. Yeah. being a teenager, we were all teenagers, they're even pressured more and the drugs are even introduced as early as fourteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you can't talk to, you know, adolescents and um teenagers about it. Sometimes they you gotta let them watch and see for themselves. Yeah. You know what and- I mean? As yeah. a parent, it's really important to observe your kids now. I mean, there's stuff going on under your nose that you don't even know. You know, like people are getting, like, they're getting um, pills and it's laced with fentanyl. They're finding their kids dead upstairs and, and they're not they're not reading the signs because we're so busy now in, in society trying to work, trying to pay rent, trying to, it's so expensive that parents are stressed. Care, caregivers are stressed, you know? So just be aware. And I always show my kids, I, I well, we lived in the area this is what happens when you do drugs. You know, I would show them, they would see it, right? So 
they had a, an understanding from very young, mm-hmm. you know, so just be aware and, and just, you know, observe your kids. And that's where it starts, man, from young. I almost feel right. like films like this can be used um, as an educational tool. Industrial, well. yeah, you know industrial I mean? films. Yeah, we right. wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to tell the story by just putting the camera on, on the truth and hope that that the kids attach find an emotional attachment to it you know right. and um and without pointing a finger exactly. without being like don't do this the moment you tell a kid don't do something they're going to do it yeah so what i wanted to do was just go okay okay i'm not going to tell you not to do it but i want to show you what happens yeah. when you exactly. do it right mm-hmm. yeah. right now do you guys have a message richard and angie for those that are sober let's say they're two years in and they haven't done drugs at all or alcohol and they see this movie and it might trigger them what do you want to say where they are working to get their life back on track from personal experience one day at a time yeah one really, day at a time it really is and and um your your uh if you if you uh if you have a bad day if you if you if you go back to drugs if you make a mistake um just keep going forward mm-hmm. you know it's part of the process mm-hmm. part of the process is is mistakes that's part of the process, you know? It's not easy. It takes a long time. There's a saying that once an addict, always an addict. And there's some truth to that. Now, now I have a difference of opinion. I think once you, you, once you get into rehab, I'm not a fan of I'm an addict. I'm a fan of I'm a recovering addict, right? But then, you know, to always remind yourself that you're something, that you're an addict, I, 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 I'm, I've never been a fan of that. Um, so, but at the same time, you have to realize there are can'ts. Now, I can't hang with those people anymore. I can't live in that area anymore. You've got to get rid of all your attachment. The unfortunate thing about these drugs is that they, it, 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 you, I remember thinking that all the, you know, these dealers and these people were my friends. Mm-hmm. It fools you. You know, it's it's a very, my brother said it best, it's a very selfish act, addiction. Yeah, I also think, um, you know, with this film, we want to be able to also, at the end, sort of give back and promote a little bit of where people can go and get help or who they can talk to, you know, mm-hmm. 1-800 numbers. Also, yeah. KMH has a lot of programs. We want to be able to to give some of that information back to the community and to let people know where they can go for, you know, for help. Okay. All right. Did you guys want to throw out your social media platforms and the movie again to yeah, the listeners? Yeah, totally. What are these superstars up to? What's your social media <laughs> handle? Go on. Go on. Mine is uh, Bad Apple, B A triple D A P P L E underscore Angie. Find me on Instagram. I'm on Instagram just using my name. I'm just not that smart or that fancy. My name is (laughs) just Richard Chevalo, C-H-E-V-O-L-L-E-A-U. I'm on Instagram. I've recently um, suspended some of my accounts because I'm taking a little break from social media um, because sometimes it can be its own addiction, right? So I'm always very wary of things like that, you know? Um, And the way I've retrained my brain, I realized, you know, Angie, 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 and I, uh, we live together, um, and and that's my lady. And she she would she'd be like she pointed out to me like I couldn't even go to bed without watching YouTube. I couldn't. I'm, I'm constantly on my phone, you know. And and she, she yeah yeah that was me. You know what I mean? And um and, and I started even getting emotional if someone told me not to. I'm like yo, just leave me alone, <laughs> you know. And I'm like uh oh, drug talk, drug talk. Literally, it's his girlfriend. That's he was going t- everywhere with it. Yeah. it was crazy. But that sometimes can be a drug in itself. It is a drug. Yeah. It is a drug. Oh, I. I saw a document. Yeah. I saw. A, I believe a Japanese doc- documentary about uh, kids. They, the, the, it's so prevalent. It may be China, but it's so prevalent over there that they have. Uh, they have um, uh, a 
companies that come to your, the parents call them, they come to the house, and it's essentially, they give the, they, they, it's, it's almost like they detain the kids. They Jeez. take them out, and they have to drag them out, and yeah. the kids are screaming, I hate you, oh my I gosh. hate you. And we they gotta bring, look that up. Yeah, no, and they they bring them to, it's like a um, uh, ref, re, re, reform, reform, I don't know, reform, uh, reformant camp or something mm-hmm. like that, you know? But essentially, that's how bad it is. They have to basically take them away and they bring, they put them in a facility and it, and, and they have to, they have to, yeah, they, it's, it's, it's basically like rehab. And that's China. Yeah, that's yeah, China. But, yeah, it's China. But remember what happened, right? You know, we're post-COVID now, but during COVID, that's all the kids had. They were studying on their phones, on their computers, on their True. devices. This is where it all kind of started, and now look where we are. You know, but just saying. You know I, what I, I mean? know, it's I, true. I know parents. I know parents whose whose kids will they'll go to school, right? And I think most parents are like they'll go to school, and um, and they'll be in the room from the time they come home from school all the way to bedtime mm-hmm. on the phone. It's crazy, right? Wow. That's how the kids. And that's that's Can't turn uh, them off. Yeah, when I grew when I grew up, going outside was a pleasure. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you couldn't get me inside. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. now you can't get them outside. No, you can't, really and you got parents paying some of their kids to even stay off social, off social media. media. Yeah, wow, my daughter, my daughter crazy. jumped on all her activities. Like she was cheerleading and dancing and yeah. doing this and that. Yeah. She'll go to the gym, of course. She's still in shape, but yeah. she dropped out of all her, and she's just at home on her device. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's all about. It's all about. It's again it's that dopamine rush yeah. and the people that the create and... these to create these these things they 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 do studies on this you know okay make the, the if you if you make them get likes they're going to get addicted to those likes yeah. i know people that post something in fact i'd be lying if i say i haven't done it myself <laughs> right and every 2 minutes oh i got another like got another like and it pretty is. soon it's a dopamine it's pretty rush. soon yeah. it's all about the likes man yeah. it, and it's the same thing in the movie like we talked about that dopamine, dopamine to for yeah. the yeah. next fix yeah. of when i'm going to get the brain to yeah. you know if i'm and again reiterating what we spoke about earlier if you i want you i want the audience to take take this away from from our conversation um and i hope so from the movie as well essentially Dopamine is a motivator in the brain. It's a chemical motivator. It's a feel-good drug, but it's more important than it's a motivator. And as we said earlier, um, they did a study using utilizing rats. They removed the dopamine from the rats. And the rats lay on the ground and were so unmotivated that even when they were hungry, they didn't have the motivation to get up and eat the food. That's how important dopamine is. And the brain has not evolved to handle the amount of dopamine that it's released when you do drugs because the brain's going i like to do what feels good i like to do so sunshine yay love yay children yay cocaine oh my god that's all i want now mm-hmm. you know and essentially if you if you can look at it like that as a chemical reaction you 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 may look at it like a, you know like an illness more so than than like some choice that some bad person's made you know we aren't in as in control as much as in control of ourselves as we think we are Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Do you have something to add to that? No, I mean, pharmaceutical, pharmaceuticals and subscription drugs are just crazy these days. Just yeah. listening to that and what Richard just had to say and how accessible sometimes new age drugs are and how addictive they can be. It's just, it's... Blows my mind sometimes, and the statistics. Oh my goodness, you guys have to also check out Angie's film, uh, Sick, Sick in the Six. It was like, wow, the statistics <laughs> they talk about, the people that uh, Angie interviewed in uh, in her documentary. You know, I think that also helped uh, 
inspire myself and I think the team here with Nilo. You can actually watch that on Sophie TV. It's S-O-F-Y TV. It's a a platform, like kind of Netflix, not as big, $1.99 for your subscription, and you can watch The Sick and the Six. You guys go subscribe. It's a good documentary. Or you can send the money directly to my bank account. (laughs) 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 All right. Daniel, can you throw out your social media platforms again? Yeah, absolutely. And um, if, you know, since Richard... uh, all of Richard's friends can follow me at, at <laughs> Goviad, G-O-V-I-A-D. Thanks, Richard. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Come yeah. follow me. Yeah. All oh, right, man. all right. Any final things uh, any of you would like to say in closing? Thanks for bringing us in. We appreciate you. Thank you all. For, yeah, thank you all for listening. Um, uh, I'd appreciate if, if you um, can support the movie. It's called Nilo. And I think uh, to sum it all up, this is a story about addiction and family from a person who was an addict and lost his family and then gained his family back. So you're telling, I'm telling the story because I've lived the story. Okay, all right. And you know what? I do have something to say. Sure. If they, there's a really good program at St. Michael's Hospital, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. It's called the Crisis Center, 17th floor, between 8 o'clock and 11 a.m. If you're struggling, if you need detox right away, go upstairs to the 17th floor between 8 a.m. and 11 p.m., or 11 a.m., and you can get help immediately. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Toronto Crisis Center, the I, best. I, yeah, I would also, I'd also recommend that um, there's a great program at St. Mike's. Uh, there's a rehab facility located at Jarvis and Shooter. That's a great place. There's a place called Downsview Dells. It's p- for particularly good for people who are homeless. That's a great program that you go there. They've, they've, it's, more, it's more like a hostel, but with drug addiction treatment programs. And then they set you up to go to an actual treatment place. It's a wonderful place. Great people. No judgment. Um, and finally, um, I, there's a great guy that I, I go to still to this day. His name is Alan Smart, S-M-A-R-T. He works out of the um, Women's College Hospital. Excellent human being. Um, great listener. They're few and far between. Because I, f- I feel a lot of people mean well, but if you don't understand addiction, you're just you're just working out of a book. And, you know, you you don't you know. There's a difference between people who know it and have been there and have a deep compassion for people and empathy. And Alan's probably one of the best uh, counselors I've ever had. All right, all right, Daniel. Did you have a final thing you wanted to say? Yeah. If there's anyone out there that wants a signed poster, feel free to call Richard. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Listen, guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really, really appreciate it. Thank, thank you, you so much. You again, Donovan. Yeah. Great so, seeing absolutely. you again. Yeah, yeah. I res- thank you so much, Donovan, for giving us this platform. I really, I really appreciate it, man. I'm really Richard do. and Angie, our friends to the show now. Word. And and you'll be on the red carpet when we screen it, Donovan. Oh, yeah. thank you. Right? I was not Donovan. It's Donovan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For Met Radio 1280 AM, I would love to thank you guys. Can throw out your names again. Richard Chevalo. Angie Reed. Daniel Govaya. Right. Thank you and thank you to the listeners for listening once again.